Hey friend, you're listening to the Gracious Warrior Podcast with me, your host, Jodine Barba. If things like aligned prosperity, a healthier body, a calmer mind, and a happier home speak to your heart, you're in the right place. I love reminding people where their true identity comes from and how equipped we actually are to be who God has called us to be with grace and strength. I have something to say and I hope it blesses you. Let's start the conversation. Welcome back. This is the episode where I get to introduce my first guest, Sil Barba. Say hello. Hi there. And he just happens to be my husband. And we've been married almost 25 years. And I Mm -hmm. tend to be the one that does most of the talking. Okay. (laughs) So this is going to be a little bit of like role reversal because I'm going to be asking you some questions. And we get to hear from you this time. Sure. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so over the top excited to be here. <laughs> it shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so let's break the ice a little bit here. Like if, like, let's say for example, we go out to dinner and it's just you and I, no kids, or maybe we're on vacation mm-hmm. and we're going out to dinner. What would you order? Like what would be your ideal dinner and drink? Dinner? Oh. Uh... I don't know. I like Mexican food. Also like steak, and I'd probably still order a beer. <laughs> you tend to like um, local beers. I've noticed wherever it is that we're visiting. Why is that? I don't know. I just like the whole process of like how it's how it's made, and the people that are making it, and getting to know them, and just the whole process of it all. And then I like obviously I like to taste test what they got. So yeah, we've had some fun when we've gone. We've gone to different microbreweries, and you know how they line up the different beers and mm-hmm. get to taste them. That is kind of fun. We haven't done that for a while. Some have, you know, 30 to 40, so it's kind of fun to try them all. That's a lot. Well, there's ciders, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Let's get started. So, I... I would like to ask you a few questions just for our listener to get to know you a little bit more. Maybe we should start with like, like our background. You know that that episode from the Brady Bunch when Jan sees the red light, <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I can relate." Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about the red light. Let's just have a conversation. So, you and I met in college. Um, you're you're a few years older than me. Mm, yeah. Two and a half. Yeah. So we were at Western Oregon University, and I was new. I was a freshman, but you'd already been there. You'd already had a few years of college under your belt, right? Mm-hmm. I think we were there the, the same time, though, as that far as a, your first year was my first year because I transferred over. Mm, that's right. So I was a cheerleader, and that's how I met you, mm-hmm. is that you were on the basketball team. Do you remember when we had um, human anatomy and physiology together? Yeah. Yep. What do you remember about that? I just remember going over. We'd all. Well, there's a few of us, I think. We'd go over to your place and study, mm-hmm. and then we'd go study in on the cadavers, and like, I don't know. That was about it, really. Yeah, I remember the cadavers with my best friend and roommate Kelly. And one of your friends, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> that 
was funny because we were actually studying, this is a fun fact, you and I were studying, well, all of us were studying the reproductive system. Mm-hmm. And there was a male, the male parts, female parts, internal, external. This wasn't on the cadaver. This was on like a mm-hmm. model, right? Like a plastic mold. Like Yeah. And we were quizzing, the four of us were quizzing each other on the reproductive system. We learned something, huh? Cause well, I think, I think by joking around with it, it actually helped us or helped it kind of stay in our heads and helped us with the test. Yeah, we did good. So actually we did, I think we did pretty good we on the test. Well. Yeah. And we have three kids now, so. <laughs> I learned a lot. <laughs> we learned a lot and we put it to practice. Anyway, so we have three boys. You want to tell you want to tell them about our boys? Well, we have three boys. Um, our oldest is twenty-four, and our middle child is almost twenty. And then we have a little one who is—he'll be twelve this year at the end of the year. No, he's already twelve. Is he twelve? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait a minute. It's going to be thirteen. Yes. Oh my! Gosh. He just turned twelve. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah. 13. He's going to be 13. I want him to still be 12. I know. I think that's what it is, but... It's different with the baby. Wow. So they're they're really spread out in age, huh? Mm-hmm. If, you, if we could go back and do it again, would you have kept them so spread out in age? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I kind of liked them spread apart like that. Because it's it's a lot of work. I mean, kids are, there are a lot of work. I could imagine having two young ones. I know a lot of people do it, but um, I don't know. I'm just really impressive people that can do that. But I I kind of liked the way we had it though. The have them spread out. It just made it easier for us to be able to focus on each of them. You know, more than if they would have been closer in age. I think they got more time with us and from us. Mm-hmm. Um, the downside, though, they didn't really grow up with one another almost. You know, Alec was already, you know, 12 years older than Elijah was. So mm-hmm. there's quite a bit of space there. And I don't know. I think they're, it makes it hard to, you know, to be close. So I think that, that kind of part of, that part of it kind of, it's not that great, but I think, you know, the fact that our family is pretty close, you know, with, with their, they're close with their cousins and all that kind of stuff. And there's various ages of kids in that group. I think it, it helps, you know, everybody stay close to one yeah. another. Kind of fills in the gaps mm-hmm. when they've got cousins all so close. Yeah. They, we call them the Barbara brats on your side of the family. Mm-hmm. And then my side of the family, we've got um, a couple cousins are real close together in age. So that's, I think that's really fun. Mm-hmm. And also for them to being so much older, the older two to see what it's like. Yeah. I think they get, I think, uh, you know, like Alec, especially they get to see, you know, what we did like with him and stuff as far as changing diapers and feeding them and taking them down for naps and that kind of stuff. So, I think it was kind of cool that he was able to see that, you know, happen to his little brother and, you know, kind of give him, I don't know, a sense of, you know, that I think it made him feel like he's a true big brother now and wanted to help, help care for him as well, too. So mm-hmm. I think that was cool. 
They're so protective. It was really, it's really good. I think well, both of them. Boys. I think they both did. Yeah, they both did that. Remember how Adrian is our middle one. Remember how he would get so protective when we were in the parking lot, mm-hmm. or walking down the street. He'd just be like, <laughs> "You guys gonna hold his hand?" Mm. <laughs> He'd panic. He kind of use him as a little, a little toy doll. Yeah, remember he'd dress him up. Mm-hmm. So cute. Oh, that was so funny. One time we were at the the beach at Newport Bay, and um, we were all out on this dock, and they were looking at the sea lions. And I remember Elijah was just like, I don't know, like six months old. And Alec, our oldest, was, he was so worried. Like, what if this dock fell? What would, what would we mm, do? Because yeah. Elijah's in a stroller. And he was just feeling so protective and responsible. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, it's, it's interesting to see how they grow up like that. Sometimes it, I almost feel like it would be easier if they were all going through the same stage of childhood together right because sometimes it's been like remember we actually had a college student high school student in elementary like Mm -hmm. all at once and we're bouncing from college games high school Mm -hmm. games elementary games and one going through one issue another one going through something completely it was like ah our emotions all over the place yeah but it's it's it was also something like if they did go through something it was something that we've already been through Mm-hmm. We were able to, you know, if they were pretty dang close in age, where they're all going through it basically at the same time, that would have been kind of tough to handle because, I mean, I know I wouldn't know what to do. So, yeah. Well, like with Elijah, the, the youngest, it's like, oh, we, we've been down this road before. Like, we kind of know which stuff to freak out about and which stuff to just let go. Well, like even just taking a walk, you know, I used to always keep Alec on my right side when walking down the street. And Elijah, I just let him go out in the street and do whatever he wants. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just right. kind of change when you get older. No, well, the binky, remember with the, we called it a mamon, but mm-hmm. the, the binky. The middle one never had one, but the older one and the younger one always had one. Not at the same time, of course, because you're so spread apart in age. But with the oldest, it was like, oh, my goodness, we have to go sterilize this. It fell on the ground. Mm, yeah. With the baby, it's like, Meh. Yeah, it's just a couple of hairs. Yeah, we just put it in our mouth and then put it in theirs. It's so gross. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, and I think also it's almost like the youngest has, has other parents. We have to remind the older two sometimes like, Hey, we're the parents because they almost want to parent him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have noticed that. It's kind of, it's cool. kind of nice. Yeah. It is good. I mean, it's, I mean, if they do it my way, then it's nice, but. Mm-hmm. And you know, as far as like, I remember with each one, it wasn't until they were about three years old that I started to feel more like myself again, like my body, my hormones. Like it was always like at that three year mark where I was like, oh, this is how it feels to be me. So having that kind of spread out, allowing myself to recover mm-hmm. emotionally and physically, hormonally before we had another one was kind of nice. Yeah. I felt pretty good right away. You, you know, did? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know why it took you so long, but. <laughs> Aren't you funny? <laughs> um, so which part of that like i'm just curious like when they were young each of them like which which was your favorite like what age i mean i know elijah's still 12 but like if you could go back probably like three to six yeah because they're they're still funny their little voices are little baby voices their cheeks are still plump and then they 
you know they like to they like to wrestle and run around hiding everything is funny to them (laughs) yeah so i mean i could you know pretend like i fell or bump a wall and it was just pure laughter so i I really miss that part i know it was fun huh Mm -hmm. it's weird to think of us as grandparents huh yeah i don't think about it yeah (laughs) i have to admit i do think about it more now that elijah's like i mean he's like almost middle school he's yeah that still doesn't get me to think about it yeah you're not there at all Mm -mm. i don't think that you will be until it's actually here probably yeah you'll be such a good grandpa oh my gosh do you think we're gonna have granddaughters i'm sure we will because we had three boys so yeah we'll probably have all girls or something i don't know do you ever think about what it would have been like to have a daughter not really (laughs) What do you no. think? Like pretend. I don't only, I mean, obviously it would have been cool, but I just, I would have been probably over the top protective where I probably would have been annoying and probably wouldn't, you know, restrict you from doing a lot of stuff. I, I, it would have been tough. I mean, I, I think I would have been hard, but only because I would have, she would have had me wrapped around her finger pretty much. Mm-hmm. I know. So. Well, I see you with our nieces. And they definitely, like, I see that tenderness towards them that you have. And it's different. It's different because mm-hmm. they're girls. And just how you've been with them is like, oh, it's so tender. I love it. And you still get shocked every time we're like, one of our nieces is going to be a senior next year. And you sh- you're still, like, you cannot believe she's going to be a senior. No, it's like they're all little to me still. I know. It's crazy. Ugh, we're getting old. But it's good. Life is a gift. It's all good. Just a number. Just a number. Yeah. You just turned 50. Yep, I did. <laughs> just a number, right? Doesn't yeah. matter, though. Yeah, but you don't look 50. Like, do you, when you were younger, did you feel like this is what 50 would feel and look like for you? No. No? What's different? What I, like what I thought what 50 would have been like? I thought that would have been broken down a little bit more. Um, Pretty good sized belly. Just, I, I would have looked, to me, I thought back then, I would th- I thought 50 was fairly old. So I yeah. thought I would have, you know, the gray hair, all that stuff, I thought that would have been a for sure. But mm. I've been blessed enough to be able to battle that and not be there yet. So, yeah, well, not me. I've got gray hair, but. <laughs> But you, I mean, you a couple of weeks ago played full court basketball with all three of your boys, like at an open gym. Elijah was a little young to be there, but he, he got still, to go. He still had fun. Yeah. He had a game winner in one of the games. That was so cute. I, lo- I love, I wish I would have been there because just to see all four of you like on the court together playing for, full court basketball mm-hmm. is just like it was the fun. cutest thing. It was my first time playing in three years, so that was a little bit of a challenge, but, you know, got to start somewhere. Yeah. You plan on playing more? I do. Yeah. I always think that helps me. Basketball's always helped me with a lot of stuff, so stress and, you know, not getting overweight or anything like that or just unhealthy. I just think basketball's always kept me health, uh, healthy physically and mentally, so mm-hmm. that's why I love it. Yeah. Well, I've never known you to not be a basketball player because when I met you, that's how I met you, Mm -hmm. you know, watching you 
on the court, I remember thinking, oh, he's so cute. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did. I thought you were just so cute, like young. I, I never thought that you'd be my husband. I remember looking at your jersey and being like, Barbara, that's an interesting last name. It's kind of like Barbara, but it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not at mm-hmm. all. And now, now that I have that last name and people call me Barbara, I get super annoyed. Like, it's Barbara. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. But it's well, all right. Sometimes I get lazy and just let people call me Phil Barber. So. <laughs> Stop. Like my mom. <laughs> uh, when we were dating, my mom always called you Phil mm-hmm. instead of Syl. It was funny. Good times. Good times. But yeah, uh, so back to basketball. Like that's, you've got to be, in my opinion, one of the most humble people I know, especially when it comes to your accomplishments and achievements, championships. Well, they're not just my accomplishments, so that's probably what keeps me humble is it's, we did it as a team. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, was, I love that. I'd rather win a championship than, you know, win an individual award, mm-hmm. so... You were inducted into the Hall of Fame. It was my teammates. Yeah. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. So talk, can you talk about that? I know that you don't like to... It's not about... I know you don't want it to be all about you because it is a team effort to win a championship. But can you talk about that? Because... Which part? Like how that affected you. Like, I mean, Dead. talk about your high school career. Let's go. Let's go back to that. Um, like, what do you mean, like... Well, just how that shaped you and, and um, molded you to Well, I think it, if we're going to shape in me, I think it started, it started in fifth grade when I used to play in my neighborhood with my older neighbors. I mean, they're probably three, four years older than I was. And so, you know, they would, they bullied me a little bit, but not enough to where like they said you know get off the court and stuff and then they were cool with me so i i learned how to be tough um playing against older kids like that but um anyway i used to play in just in my neighborhood and i thought this is the life you know this is what basketball is about i don't i don't need to go join you know the the organized basketball thing whatever and and then one day it was my mom comes in she said i signed you up for basketball you got tryouts today and i'm like i'm not going She's like, oh, you're going. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. She literally pulled me by the arm and dragged me out, and I'm in tears going to this tryout. I mean, I'm showing up at the gym, getting there. She's still pulling me in there, and I'm wiping tears off my face because I did not want to try out because I didn't want to play with these guys. Mm-hmm. With my neighbors, I thought that was, that was, I was good. But that was the moment where I just got lucky and got in with this group of of other boys and and the, the coach that I got in with was a he was the dad of one of the players that I got picked on or picked with and picked it just on or picked no with, picked with they didn't pick on me but it was uh that was it I mean that that's where the molding started right there with that group just my friends they were just such a great group of guys and you know on and off the court but I mean on the court you know they we all wanted the same thing we all had the same goal we all just we knew what to do. We just played hard, and the chemistry that was built, you know, between us was pretty amazing. And then we just had good coaches leading us along the way. And you know, middle school carried on. And then once we got into high school, we, you know, when we were freshmen, we made a plan like we knew 
we were some of us were going to get bumped up to either JV um, to play on their team or you know asked to be play on the team and we all made a plan that if one of us if we were to be asked that we would say no that we're going to stick together and we did and our the JV coach was not happy with us you mm -hmm. know and um, there was three of us that were asked and we we said no and then the next year when we tried out you know I, I knew a couple of I knew Jason and Sean would probably make varsity. I didn't think I would, but I had a really good tryout. And coach called us, and he, four of us uh, sophomores, in one day, and he just said, hey, I'm going to put my neck out for you guys, and I'm going to bring you guys up. So that means I'm keeping some, some older kids on JV. So I want to make sure that if I'm going to do this, that you guys are going to give me all you got. Wow. And we all said, we sure will. Hmm. And we did. Wow, that mm -hmm. like makes me emotional to think like because it takes somebody believing in you, like mm -hmm. like you said, sticking his neck out for you guys. Like I believe in you, I'm committed to you. Are you committed? But to it me? wasn't just him. It was, I mean, to start off with, you know, Sean's dad was our my first coach. He, you know, he knew he knew. I think he knew at that age, even as fifth graders, he knew what mm. what we were going to accomplish. I mean, like it's almost like he knew. I mean, he may say it different, but I. I think he had an idea, and I think lots of the coaches along the way knew we were a special group. Mm -hmm. Not just because we were winning. I mean, we didn't. Um, I'm trying to think here. In from middle school through high school, um, so from seventh grade to to my senior year, we only lost. Um, was it eight games total? Wow. Yeah. So, we we were. It was just. We wanted to win. We were we were disciplined in what we did, and we had the belief, and we had the passion. Mm -hmm. And I think those are those are things that have helped mold me as I've gotten older as well. You know the the discipline, um, you know the the teamwork, the believing in each other, all that stuff. I think has helped me. It definitely did help me later on in life and stuff. So mm -hmm. I. Uh, I credit basketball and the people that I've dealt with for that. Yeah, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And then you went back later um, when our oldest was five and you started coaching yeah. at yeah. that high school. I had no intentions to coach, but I ran into a, I ran into the coach that my brother actually played for. Mm -hmm. And he asked me what I was doing. I just said I was working and he's like, what do you think about helping out? And I was like, oh, I don't really, not thinking about that. Anyway, he talked me into it, and I ended up helping out and coached for, I don't know, I think it was a total of 15 years. Yeah. Coaching high school basketball, which. Same high school. Same high school. Um, I had opportunities to go to other places, but I was so loyal to, <laughs> to Central that I didn't want to go anywhere else. So, but. That was a. Uh, I enjoyed that. That was fun. It was a. That's a different part of the game. One that I wasn't familiar with, and I just heard things about it. But I got to see what the coaches actually deal with, or you know, and looking back to see what what possibly what some of my coaches had to deal with. You know, especially I think about my varsity coach when he brought us in and said, "I'm keeping you guys up, putting my neck out." That means he knew that something was going to happen, or some things were going to be said. And now once I became a coach and I got to see some things like that from the coaches in, I, I totally underst understand that statement, like what he was talking about and what, 
you know, what he meant by, by saying that mm-hmm. because there was, he was getting a lot of, you know, I found out years later that there were people trying to get rid of him because he brought us up. Really? But, you know, at the end of the day, I think the three championships kind of overlooked that all. So Yeah, we didn't even mention that. You guys were one state three years in a row. Mm-hmm. That's a rare thing. Rare. Yeah. Especially, I mean, it, yeah, it's pretty rare. Just, I mean, you win it once. That's, that's a huge accomplishment. Twice, it's mm-hmm. pretty amazing, but three times is almost unheard of. And again, it goes to I, the players, the coaches. I mean, we had great leaders. Even, you know, when I was a, a sophomore, we had this guy on our team who was actually the player of the year. And he was almost like another coach on the court. You know, my, my junior year, we had some seniors. That was a good group of seniors that, that knew how to play. They were hard-nosed. And then when then we we became seniors and we were already, I felt we were pretty established. It was actually, out of all my three years, I was probably the most stressful mm-hmm. because everybody expected us to win. Mm. And we did, but I mean, it was... It was stressful because we had to perform at a high level every time or someone or people would think that something was wrong with us or if we didn't win by 30 or 40, you know, there's something going on with the team or, you know, whatever. But it's not. It's just pressure. And we 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 took it on, you know, and ended up being 26 and 0 that year. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that in my in my lifetime. I've never, ever seen that. I don't Mm -hmm. think very many people do. Mm -mm. So that that work ethic and that humility, like when I, if I were to describe you with two words, if I could only pick those two, well, gosh, there's so many, but like loyalty, but work ethic and humility are, are big. Those are huge. Do you feel like that, like what was it? Is that part of your upbringing, basketball? Oh, that I have to say, well, the work ethic is definitely from my upbringing. I mean, my parents, they were obviously the hardest people, hardest working people that I knew, you know, my mom would do everything for all of us. We had our family of five and she would, she handled everything. And then my dad would, you know, he would work hard, do, you know, his job and then he would do side jobs mm. and like, just didn't stop. Just whatever, whatever the family needed, they did, you know, and they just, they never complained. He just did it and, you know, did it with the most of the time did it with a smile even. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I, I definitely feel like I got it from them. Mm-hmm. So, Gosh, it was really amazing for for me to to see that, you know, like your 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 mom and dad. I mean, no, it was later in, in life when I, we met. I mean, we mm-hmm. didn't meet till you were in college. But for me to witness what you just talked about, like I saw it in mm-hmm. your in your parents' home and with with your siblings and with all the cousins, just their, their dedication and commitment to family, whatever it takes, and the discernment to know what matters and what doesn't was like one of the biggest lessons that, that I've ever learned from your mom. It was, it was incredible, her level of discernment, mm-hmm. that she could keep things so simple. She would never overcomplicate anything or get too, let her emotions get in the way she knew really well what was right and what was wrong. And, um, but family first always. Mm-hmm. And I think that's was just really an honor for me to be able to, to be a part of that. Like I learned a lot mm-hmm. from her. No, it was good for you to, to see that, I think, because it, you know, one thing about you that I've always thought is you're, I know people probably don't think, but you're actually pretty funny. 
<laughs> and uh, a lot of times it's you not knowing it, but you are. Yeah, I think you're really funny. I think it's one of the things that um, obviously drew me to you. But it was good for you to see like how we are in our family because that's you know we're I grew up like every single weekend pretty much we would my whole mom's side would be we'd be together. Oh, mm-hmm. I grew up with all my cousins. I mean, they were almost like my you know my older cousins are like my, my brothers and sisters and and that's kind of what it felt like and um we were we were close and but one thing i've learned about even with my family too it's um and it's just not my immediate family but like my aunts and uncles and all that stuff is they just want to everybody to have a good time mm-hmm. they want um you to be comfortable and it's it's just it's it's about they're always thinking in the positive like no matter what's going on it's positive happy and it just it's contagious i mean it it just like we i i looked forward to going over there like you know i mean you hear you know kids are oh i don't want to go over to so-and-so's and and i don't want to go to that barbecue but we looked forward to it it Mm was i mean even as i got older i still i mean now looking back i still i I miss those and when Mm -hmm. we do get a chance now being older as you said um we I look forward to those times too, you know, and it's fun now that we were able to host some ourselves, you know, and have mm-hmm. our family over and stuff like that. I mean, I wish, I wish we could do the entire giant family again, but yeah. you know, we, we do that, but that's not as often just cause it's everybody's, there's so many of us now and everyone's kind of doing their own thing, but I know everybody, everybody always talks about it. So we'll, but that, I think that was good for you to see and, and be a part of it. Cause you, I feel like you even got to, to let loose a little bit and mm-hmm. <laughs> like I almost felt like you felt free like you you just you just let it loose out there with with my family and you look comfortable like almost looked like you were there the whole time you know mm-hmm. and I think that was that was cool to see that that adjustment or not adjustment but that how you fit in and felt comfortable and yeah well I mean it is a culture shock because we do we did grow up very differently different cultures and it it was something I had never experienced before. Like you don't eat tortillas, <laughs> not homemade like your mom would make. But it was a very different. Um, I mean, my I love my family. It's it's a that's for another topic, another day. Just the values from from my family, and you know, it's it's different. But and we have fun and we laugh and have a good time. But your family, it was very different. It was almost like. I don't care what what you look like, what you're wearing, how much money you make or don't make. You just show up, mm-hmm. and we're gonna love you, and we're gonna laugh, and we're gonna have a good time. And if you can't laugh at yourself, then you need to check your ego at the door. Mm-hmm. It was just really a, a cool way for for me to to raise my kids with that alongside mm-hmm. what you and I are doing too. Yeah. So it was it was really good, and you know, like speaking of your mom. I know it's it's hard to talk about like when we really really take a minute and start talking about it it's like we get we get choked up because she passed away in 2018 for those of our listeners who don't know um and let's just let's just kind of back up for a minute like our so we've been married almost 25 years and we met when we were at western oregon we moved to california um where we had no family, we had nobody around us or anything. And then we had our first baby down there and 
at Loma Linda University and it was it was crazy being away from family doing something we've never done before starting our family it was it was intense and then you know you start off thinking life's going to go one way and you can't foresee what's what's going to happen down the road and i wouldn't trade it for anything because it's made us who we are we we couldn't have known that we were going to struggle in our marriage it's like you start off in marriage thinking this is going to be this is just going to get better and better and better here we have this new baby and we're getting started in our careers and life is just going to be great. We're going to get a house and, you know, and that's so good to be so optimistic, but you can't foresee what's actually going to happen. And we went through some struggles and that's another conversation for another day. But um, through all of that, your mom loved, loved me and of course you. And when you and I had really made a commitment that we were going to redeem our marriage and start marriage 2.0 and do whatever it takes to restore our marriage, but even better than what it was before. Two weeks later, after we made that commitment, that recommitment, two weeks later, she was diagnosed with terminal stomach cancer. And she lived two and a half months. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the, the hardest times of our of our lives and during that time my my dad passed away and two days later is when she passed away so we went through a lot together <clears throat> you and i but i have to say that's one of those one of those times that i'll never forget in our in our in our marriage and in our life is how you were so committed and so loyal so dedicated to making her comfortable, doing whatever you could to love your mom and make sure she was comfortable. Knowing that we didn't have much time left with her, you were just absolutely incredible. And to see your, you know, when, when you go through adversity, you really see people's true character. Mm -hmm. You know, usually when somebody passes away in a family or there's some sort of tragedy or something, you kind of see what people are really you know, grief hits us all differently, but you really see what people are made of and their true character comes out. And what I saw with you and your siblings was just beautiful, beautiful, how yeah. you guys all came together. Yeah, that was hard. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, like you said, like people's character comes out, but it's not like I wasn't trying to, do, you know, I, I didn't feel like I was trying to like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go do this is to, you know, so people can make sure right. that I'm doing this or whatever. I, I'm doing what she would have done. Mm -hmm. I mean, she would have done it way better than I would have, but still, that's, I, I don't even have to, she would have done it. She would have done, I mean, I kind of learned, I, I did what, basically what she taught me. So mm -hmm. that's yeah. kind of where that comes from. Well, it was, it was incredible to, to watch and see not and it was not at all in like a show off kind of way that is not who you are at all mm. but it was so it was so beautiful like it just reminded me of how our heavenly father loves us mm -hmm. like that's that's how endearing it was to see your gentleness and your compassion with her was it was like heavenly it was it was beautiful absolutely one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen in my whole life and it was like I, my love for you grew 
beyond anything that it ever had up until that point because of just who you are. Like that's your real true self. And it was really, it was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hard times. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but we miss her so much. Um, mm-hmm. But we, man, we learned so much from her and we'll just keep, keep it going. Right. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Keep yep. the party going. She had a, an amazing sense of humor and I see that in you and it's, it's one of my favorite things about you. Mm-hmm. So how would you, how important would you say humor is in marriage? Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> I can't just say for everybody's, but for mine, it's very important. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just, I just think that it just puts you in a, I don't know. I just feel it, it just makes everything easier when you can throw some humor around, you know, even, help with communicating or you you know you have something hard that you know you have to say or ask or whatever and i I just i don't know when i when there's a little bit of humor thrown in with it it just for me just makes it easier you know and Mm -hmm. because not i I just don't like taking everything so serious it's just that's just you know that's kind of how i grew up like i was telling you with my family and stuff and like my mom you know she she always made you think that don't you know she always told me don't take things so serious all the time mm-hmm. you know because you're 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 not living in the moment you're forgetting things and forgetting people you know she always wanted to make sure you know my friends loved coming over i mean they knew when dinner time was and i had friends lining up basically at the door because they knew what time it was and then my mom would, was going to say yes mm-hmm. and we'd have <laughs> there's lots of times we had people over you know so it's just kind of the that's just how she was so i I'm not as good as her, obviously. I'm a little different, but I try <laughs> hard. No, that? I don't want to talk about it. I try hard. <laughs> I'm not as I'm not as good as as a host as she was, but I think I think it. I mean, I, it's in my head. I just I can't you put it across. Be I, as open and welcoming and serving as she was. I, I hear her talking to me when I'm in some of those moments. Yeah? yeah. What does she say? What do you hear? She just tells me to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. To let him in, invite him in. Like when, yep. <laughs> when, oh man, our Adrian, he loves to have friends over and it's, oh, it always seems to be like the worst timing. Like the house is a disaster. We've got no food, no toilet paper. <laughs> like, I mean, you nailed it. It, it He, it, and unfortunately for him, it, it is, it's, it was like the worst. We never had notice, first of all. I think that's what made it bad, but. The timing makes like it still makes. happens. The, the timing was always the worst with him. His, yeah, but it's just nice to be prepared. I mean, I know my mom didn't care because she could, you know, her thing was food when one of my friends would show up and she could whip something out in two seconds. Where I don't, I don't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't have a box of pizza for them, then they're basically on their own, I guess. Well, no, then I have to come up with something, <laughs> or you do, yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah, we're not, we're not as great. We need to get better at that. We let's, do. Let's make that our goal. Well, they're grown them. men now, so I mean, it's a different. We still got Elijah. Well, I guess they got Elijah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, even as grown men, like I want, what I want is for their future wives to want to come over. I want our boys and their wives and our grandchildren someday to want to be around us. And I think that's really up to us and how loving and accepting and welcoming we can be. Right. Because we're not always going to agree 
with choices that they make and well, I think you're them. pretty good at it though you're you're definitely way better than I am that's for sure well I mean I can work on it but maybe but I can't do it without you like it's easier if, if you're on board too I'm trying yeah okay well that's you heard it here folks <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll our, put the effort in yeah we did have a graduation party last summer yeah, that was a big deal for us. And I was focused, and I was disciplined. I, I think I, everything was good. Yeah, we. It's but again, it's one of those. We have preparation. We, you know, time yeah. to prepare and. Yeah, your mom had a very different personality. She had. Different, she could. She didn't. She wanted people over, so she's in her head. She's thinking like, okay, who's coming over? Who can come over? So she's mm -hmm. already thinking that. So for her, it was. She loved it. If someone showed up, it just made her day even more. Yeah. You know, I mean, besides having us there. I just think that's a legacy that, you know, I, I, I can sometimes get really stressed out over my house not, one, being clean, or two. <laughs> sometimes. Or my house being, you know, decorated. Like, I, our, carpet, our carpet is disgusting. Our yard is a mess. Like, it's... Like, I start worrying about that stuff, and that's not what it's about. And I really am trying to work on, like, in all areas of my life, personally, I am trying to work on being more, like, like just letting go of the idolatry. That's something I talk a lot about on this podcast, of, like, what really matters and what's, what's kingdom-driven. Like, in, when we're, after this life is done and we're in eternity with our Heavenly Father, what's going to matter most? It's how we made people feel, and it's how, how we, how welcoming we were. Mm -hmm. And it's not. We're never gonna remember really what our house looked like. It's. I don't. I know you it's don't. You. About I. Stuff. I mean, me. I clean it, but I mean, like, I'm not gonna go crazy if someone's coming in ten minutes and I don't have it immaculate. That's just, my worst fear. Honestly. I know that's yours, but I just <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you can't. I mean, it's, I, it's not my worst fear, but it's 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 a fear, I, and I have gotten a little bit better. I think it's just, but it's like unrealistic. Like we're not, we're not gonna go through every single room mm -hmm. in ten minutes. You know, yeah. that's unrealistic. So mm -hmm. you just got to face it and then deal with it. Yeah, it's just that's it's, what I'm trying to do as I get older with those kind of things. So it just to it helps me with stress. I think. Well, yeah. which part? Just not just being realistic with something like. You know, it's not always going to work out exactly like I want it, but I mean, if I put an effort towards it and it's, and I do what I can, mm -hmm. that's all I can do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Every day can't be a championship day, huh? No. You have a good practice though. What's that? You got, you can have a good practice. Have lots of practices. Yeah. Put in Repetition is what helps. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Well, I think we'll wrap this up here. Um, I, I think that there's probably some things that people were wondering about. I know everybody asks, like, what happened in your guys' marriage? And did you guys get divorced? And what, what was that all about? And it's like, I think people probably think really wild and crazy things. It's not, it's, I, I will just say we will talk more about that at another time. But So I'm going to be a guest again? Of course. Oh. Yes. That's a one-time deal. <laughs> you don't like being a guest. I don't. <laughs> I know you don't. But you know what? It's better than video, right? It's way better than video. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I don't know what I have to offer. Like, what are... 
what do you need to get out of this? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hmm. I guess we'll see. We'll just let God yeah. guide us. Right. Like, let him. I think that when you go through tragedy and loss and disappointment and hurt and betrayal, all of that stuff, it's, it needs to be, I feel, it needs to be used for good. To, mm-hmm. to help other people you know like we have seen beauty from ashes throughout our life in so many different ways all the time it happens all the time and I think sometimes people are going through it and they're like they can't see the light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. tunnel so when they can hear our story of restoration or or maybe their restoration may look different maybe they they are divorced maybe their divorce is final and they've moved on and they're just trying to co-parent together but there is still restoration that can happen even after that. That there's, it doesn't have to be an ugly, ugly situation. It can, it can be beauty from ashes, no matter what the outcome. So, I, I feel that it's important to share stories mm-hmm. um, to encourage other people who are in the pit and they don't see a way out. And that I know that's always helped me. You know, how do you get through? losing your mom how do you get through losing your dad well you you don't i mean it's just one of those things where you every i think everyone deals with hurdles in their life you know and it's one of those things where are you going to jump over the hurdle and and take it on and go for the next one or are you going to walk around it you know and it's you have to i mean you just kind of the way you know i'm speaking for myself but i mean you know the way i was brought up i i have to go over it because I have gone around it sometimes and it's not been the best mm-hmm. I'd say more times than not it's not been the best so but when I jump over and take it on it's funny because there's times when I've done that and I feel I don't like it I don't like the feeling or whatever but it it's funny sometimes it actually it was it seems like it was way more simple than it sh- than it than, than I thought. was expecting yeah. and it it's like why don't I keep why don't I do <laughs> keep taking this on or why don't I do this or why don't I say that or you know it's I start questioning myself and then it's just you know the more and more practice I get I guess you know it's it's become a little easier to, to take over you know take on that hurdle and go over it mm-hmm. and take the challenge on I mean it's 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 all you can do and just gotta leave it up to God I yeah. guess absolutely and yeah that's very very <clears throat> true sometimes even just having a difficult conversation is we avoid it. You and I have certain topics that we don't like to bring up because it'll bring down the vibe. Like it's yeah. not a high energy vibe to talk about money. Yeah. To talk about. Or like un- right now, I got to take a potty break. I mean, do I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> what do we got to do here? You can tell me. Okay, hang on. Let's pause this. All right, we're back. Do you feel better? Much better. Okay, where were we? I don't know. I was kind of losing my focus because I had to go so bad. But <laughs> all right. Well, I think we're just wrapping it up. We were wrapping it up. That's what you had said. Yeah, and there'll be plenty of opportunity down the road for more conversations. But thank you for being on here. I know that you're a pretty private guy, and mm-hmm. doing this sort of thing just isn't really what you like to do. <laughs> no, it's not. But I, I have, do have to say I'm honored to be your first guest, and. Just want you to know too that I'm I'm proud of you for taking this on. You know, it's something you've talked about for a long time, and I knew you would do good on you know doing this because you're you're just good at speaking, and you're you just got a knack, a knack for that. You got a talent for that. So, but I'm just glad you you took it on, and uh, I'm excited to see where this takes you. So, yeah, be well, fun to watch. My goal is to point people 
to Jesus. I've, from the beginning, I, you know, I want to stay humble like you and not make this about me. This is about how can I bless other people and, you know, sharing real stories about, you know, things that I'm kind of learning out loud or experiences that I've gone through and that we've gone through. Because what I've gone through in my adult years, you've gone through it with me. We've done, but like we've been together for so long. Mm-hmm. We've really grown up together, but using, using the pain um, that we've endured, all sorts of different types of pain, but using joy and using learning experiences all t- for his glory, to point people back to Jesus and to provide help, provide encouragement to people who are in the pit. Mm-hmm. And just to remember, always remember, beauty from ashes it's i i really feel that sometimes we don't know the outcome or you know god's plan obviously we don't know why we go through certain things and sometimes i really feel that we may not even know in this lifetime it may not be till the next generation or maybe until we're in eternity with jesus before we really understand why difficult things happen why we go through even good things like what I don't think that there's one ounce of our life that isn't used for his purpose, Mm -hmm. whether it's good, whether it's bad. I really feel that it's, it's all for his greater purpose. If Mm -hmm. we, if we let it be so character building. Yeah, definitely character building and kingdom building Mm -hmm. and our reward is in heaven for sure. So thank you for growing with me in our in our marriage and and spiritually too it's been i I think we've always shared that that's this spiritual connection you know that was a big that was a big i wanted to share a story real quick before we end this when we were in arizona we weren't married yet we were just dating and there was that remember that little boy in my apartment complex that like fell down the stairs or something and actually crashed on his bike. He crashed on his bike. I just know that there was a little boy that was hurt. And seeing how you kept your cool, because I kind of panicked a little bit. And because obviously we weren't parents yet then. And you were just like, kept your cool. And you went over to him and you're like, yeah, you probably turned your ankle. Yeah, you'll be fine. Like you were just so calm. And the way that you were kind of like preparing him, like what it's like to be a man. Like you're going to have some pain but you get back up and you're going to be okay. Like you didn't coddle him too much, but you were attentive. And I remember in that moment thinking, oh my goodness, like you would be such a good dad. And like, I just had a lot of respect for you and how, how you handled that. And, um, there's just little moments like that. Like when we think back to when we were first dating and, you know, like never would have thought that we'd be here and going through all the things that we've gone through, good and bad, to be right here where we're at. But I am so glad that we've done it together. Mm-hmm. It's been the joy of my life, for sure, is sharing it with you. So, yeah. thank well, you. Well, we've definitely grown. It's funny to see certain things that I think drew us to one another then is still, you know, pretty strong now. So I think mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like you so much more now, even, than I did then. <laughs> that is a compliment. Is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a different, it's just deeper, like, our 
our love is is so much deeper well, than you're a lot funnier today than you were yesterday so yeah, every day just mm-hmm. getting funnier. Just getting better <laughs> all right well thank you for being here so i wanted to say just going back to like the spiritual connection is that you know that situation with the little boy that mm-hmm. i brought up when he got hurt it's like i knew then that you were somebody that i could fully trust and i knew that god had brought you into my life to be the the probably the one person that I could trust the most in my entire life out of everybody. And I love that. I love that we were able to restore what was lost there for a little bit. And I see you shaking your head, nodding your head. Yes. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, I agree. I mean, it's obviously there was a, there's a lot that happened and, you know, it took a lot of strength to to have that restored, and I think I think we did what we needed to do, and went through what we needed to go through, and in a way, came out stronger. Yeah, I agree. Marriage two point was so much better than the first time around. You know that we would. I don't think that we would be as happy as we are now had we not gone through everything that we've that we've gone through. So. Thanks for nodding your head. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I mean. What? You don't even know what you're funny. Yeah. I think you're the only one who thinks I'm so funny. Ah, That's okay. That's okay. That's as long as you think I'm funny. I do. We enjoy spending time together. Right. That's all that matters. I do. I do. I enjoy spending my time with you. That's good because we do spend a lot of time together. We both work from home. It's good. It's fun. I love it. We keep each other laughing and entertained and fed. (laughs) Real good. (laughs) All right. Thank you for being here. I love you. I love you. Thank you. Well, that was our longest episode to date. And I have a feeling that I may have Syl on a few more times to cover different topics. But I do have a couple other, well, quite a few guests lined up for down the road. But thank you for listening to this long episode. I hope that it blessed you in some way and encouraged you, inspired you. And until next time, thanks for being here.